Welcome to another episode of the Under the Dome podcast, a podcast about Notre Dame football and athletics. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. You can find us on YouTube by searching Under the Dome podcast. And if you would help us by leaving us a review and spreading the word, we'd greatly appreciate it. Go Irish. Well, Irish fans, welcome in and welcome back to another episode of the Under the Dome podcast. I am your host, Ben Belden. I'm solo today, just going to talk for, you know, a couple minutes about, uh, you know, a couple things ahead of the Notre Dame USC football game this weekend in which I will be in attendance and am really excited to get back to Notre Dame's campus for, you know, one of my favorite rivalries and in, in, in a game that uh, I'll try to get to every time that USC comes into town. But before we get to talking about that a little more specifically, um, you know, it's it's been a while, I guess you could say. Um, the last time I recorded an Under the Dome show was prior to Notre Dame's win in Blacksburg, which was certainly interesting. Um, I did not record a show after Notre Dame's win at Virginia Tech. Um, and part of the reason is, and in case you didn't know this, first of all, you know, if you're new here and you're, you are you don't know me, follow me on Twitter, at RealBBelden. So my first name, Ben Belden, B-E-L-D. D-E-N, um, at Real B Belden. You can find me on Twitter there. And that's kind of the best way uh, to, to kind of keep up with me um, and some of the things that I do because I'm all over the place. Um, and that brings me to my next point. Um, if you're interested in getting my immediate post-game reaction, make sure you're checking out Mark Rogers TV. Uh, if you go to markrogerstv.com, you can go ahead and subscribe to his main YouTube channel. There's also a Notre Dame-specific YouTube channel that, uh, that we're trying to build. Um, Nathan Erbach consistently hosts uh, that post-game show. It's usually no more than 10 or 15 minutes after the, the conclusion of a Notre Dame game. Um, and when I'm available, I'm on with him. So um, if I'm not there, Nathan's there, and he's smart too and, and is a very knowledgeable Notre Dame guy. So I really recommend that you go over to markrogerstv.com and make sure you subscribe so that you know when people are going live and so that you know that uh, you know you can interact with us and, and what we do after Notre Dame football games there. And for that reason, when I record that show, you know, sometimes I just don't get behind the micro microphone and record my Under the Dome show. So that's why we're coming at you a little bit late. We, uh, like I say, we haven't talked about Virginia Tech. I'm not going to talk about Virginia Tech specifically. Um, today, I hope to sort of kind of keep it short and really focus in on um, something that I've wanted to talk about here for, I guess you could say, almost almost two weeks now, and that's the Notre Dame quarterbacking situation that seems like everybody has their opinions, um, everybody has their questions about. And so, you know, I wanted to talk about mine, which are a little bit different, and something I feel like um, is worth talking about because I just feel like I, I don't know, I have no inside information. I'm not trying to say that, but I feel like I do have a pretty decent um, 30,000-foot view of the Notre Dame quarterback situation and how it's going to continue to unfold this football season and how I think it's going to unfold at least how Brian Kelly wants it to unfold um, moving forward so we're going to talk about that pretty exclusively hopefully uh, not keep you too long here 
um, and continue on with our with our with the rest of our week leading up to the USC game. I do hope to get behind the microphone at least one more time before that USC game. Um, but you know, promise I'm not going to promise anything because I don't want to break a promise. But that's that's the plan at least at this point. So uh, that said, let's just get down to it, shall we? So. Like I say, um, I'm gonna do my best um, to to break down uh, what I think Notre Dame is doing at the quarterback position. So obviously, if you followed Notre Dame football throughout the year, um, they've played now three quarterbacks. They're also Brian Kelly is also starting to talk about Brendan Clark, who has been injured, um, getting into the mix a little bit. Uh, for this show, we're mostly going to not talk Brendan Clark uh, and kind of leave that alone. But there have been obviously reports and talk that he's been, you know, getting some some of the rust knocked off, um, especially in the bye week. Um, however, we're going to focus on you know the the guys that have played, and obviously the guys that have played: Jack Cohn, Tyler Buckner, Drew Pine. So. Before we can talk about like kind of the current state, let's just how did we get here, okay? And so, um, if you remember, um, last year at this time there was a lot of talk about Ian Book, and there was a lot of talk about who he was as a quarterback, what he was able is able to accomplish, um, and and that type of thing. And you know, Ian Book. First of all, I want to make make the point that Ian Book was in his own right a great great Notre Dame quarterback. Um, just a great guy, great leader, um, leadership skills, um, out the wazoo, okay? Um, just a winner, a guy that when you doubted him, he just found a way, it seems, to to, to win those games. Um, thinking about when Virginia Tech visited, where when everybody was calling for Ian Book's head, and, um, you know, he, he leads the long touchdown drive to score with under a minute left and shushes all the haters, like, you know, he, he was everything you want in a quarterback in terms of personality, in terms of being a leader and a winner, like I say. Um, certainly, I, I think it's fair to say that Ian Book um, was not a game-changer quarterback. He was not a guy that um, you were going to win because of. Um, he was a guy that, you know, if as long as um, he did certain things well, as long as he protected the football, distributed the ball, you weren't going to win in spite of Ian Book ever, but you just weren't, he wasn't just going to go out generally um, and, and and win you games. And you saw that when Notre Dame played opponents um, that took away the run and took away the, the, the shorter passing game that was really kind of Ian Book's forte. Um, they struggled on offense. I mean, it, it wasn't a complete, wasn't complete chaos and failure, but it was. It, it's safe to say at this point that it was a struggle, and that's fine. Okay, um, Notre Dame schemed to Ian Book. They did what they could. They won a lot of games that way. However, you know, as Notre Dame saw, as Notre Dame coaching staff saw, Ian Book and, and what he was able to do. Um, was was good for compiling stats, was good for winning against some bad teams. It was good for even winning against a couple of pretty darn good teams, probably not good enough to win you a national championship. And we know that at Notre Dame, the, the goal at the end of the day, and Brian Kelly has said this as he's become the winningest coach at Notre Dame, the goal is to win a national championship. And so 
Ian Book, for as good as he was, just isn't a national championship caliber quarterback. Uh, it's just not. Um, at least in the way that Brian Kelly wants to run offense. Um, if you have a defense that gives up zero points and you can win games, you know, six to nothing, you know, Ian Book would have been great. I mean, because certainly he was better than uh, a quarterback that you would expect to only score six points or, or something along that line. So I don't mean to diminish Ian Book, but to, but to say that he is a national championship level quarterback is probably, it, it, it wouldn't be fair to say that. And it just wouldn't be true. So, fast forward to now. So, as Notre, as Ian Book is wrapping up his tenure um, at Notre Dame, there's a kid named Tyler Buckner who is uh, committing to Notre Dame prior to his senior year of high school um, and playing in California, moving up to a, a bigger school to get some better competition in high school. And so, for the Notre Dame coaching staff, and like I say, this is, this is a disclaimer that – I don't have inside information. I don't claim to. You know, it's not like I know anybody in in the Goog or, or anything like that. Um, however, you know, I, I, I'm reading the tea leaves here. Okay, so, um, but you have to imagine that Notre Dame's coaching staff saw Ian Book and said, "Well, good quarterback, great guy, good for our team, good for our program. Now we need to hand the ball off to a guy, um, or really hand the torch off. I guess is maybe the more appropriate." Um, analogy there. We need to hand the torch to a guy that can throw the ball downfield and do some of the same things that Ian Book could do, move the chains with his feet, run the read option, and do all that type of stuff. That guy is Tyler Buckner. So we're bringing Tyler Buckner in, and in a transitional year in 2021, Tyler Buckner is going to be our guy as a freshman, a true freshman, and you know we'll take some lumps, but we'll be all right. Well, that was before Tyler Buckner, um, who, like I say, played in the state of California, had his entire senior season canceled by COVID, and then obviously opts to get to Notre Dame a little bit quicker as a true freshman and enroll early. But when that happens, Notre Dame says, well, we can't we can't hand the reins for, for Ty, to Tyler Buckner after not playing for a whole year. And I really, really, truly believe, and like I say, I have to nod, uh, give a tip of my cap to, uh, to Nathan Erbach for, for also kind of... Um, planting this idea in my head a little bit um, that Buckner was supposed to be the guy from day one in 2021. Um, and I, I truly firmly believe that. It was going to come down to, you know, maybe Brendan Clark, maybe Drew Pine was going to get in there um, a little bit. Um, and I'm talking this prior to Jack Cohn. But Buckner was really, Notre Dame saw Buckner as the guy. Um, and so eventually Buckner was going to be the starter. Now, COVID made some weird things happen. Obviously, we know that. Um, because of that, you know, you, you, you can't play a true freshman that didn't even play his senior year. And so that's where Jack Cohn comes from. And so when that happened, Notre Dame starts thinking, oh my goodness, like what are we going to do at the quarterback position? Um, you know, we want to hand these reins over to Tyler Buckner sooner rather than later. Um, however, we, we're, we're going to have to stall that because of what's gone on here. So we need to go into the transfer portal, find a guy that'll be here for a year that's going to allow us to start doing the things that we want to do. And then we can kind of layer Buckner in. And so that was the plan. Okay, Jack Cohn, uh, big arm, pretty accurate for the most part, can push the ball down the field. Um, in my opinion, Jack Cohn was simply brought in to be a, a leader. And like I say, as I say these things about Jack Cohn, I, I, you know, I'm not diminishing Jack Cohn. 
okay? Um, Jack Cohn, as we've seen, is is a winner. He's a good guy, a, a fighter, somebody that the locker room respects, um, somebody that the Notre Dame fan base should respect for what he has done um, in his short time in South Bend. But Jack Cohn was brought in to be the holdover, to be the guy that can at least, you know, the, 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 the staff thinks they can, um, you know, depend on, believe in, who can push the ball down the field so that they can develop their receiving core, their young receiving core of, you know, Kevin Austin, who could come back next year. Um, eventually the freshman Lorenzo Styles, Deion Colsey, but also Joe, Joe Wilkins at the time. Um, also Avery Davis, you know, Jack Cohn was supposed to be the holdover so that those guys could get developed. And then that would allow Tyler Buckner to come in, not be pedaled to the floor, full throttles, full speed ahead. Um, and, you know, have to run the whole playbook. So the plan coming into this year clearly was, well, Cone's going to go ahead and he's going to, you know, run the downfield passing part of the offense. We're going to continue to develop the the receivers that way. When Buckner goes in, he's going to get a small portion of the playbook, um, mostly focused on, you know, the read options, the RPOs, that type of thing. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to use both. And as Buckner becomes more, I guess you could say comfortable with those reads. We start to layer in more of the downfield passing. Eventually, Cone, you know, hands the torch off to Tyler Buckner um, at the start of 2022, which is when Notre Dame, you know, in my opinion, in 2022, 2023 is going to, is looking for their peak. And, you know, we'll have a transitional year and, and it'll be fine. And then we'll hand the reins over to Tyler Buckner, who they feel like can do both, can throw the ball deep down the field, as we've seen, and who can run the read option, be a game changer in that regard, can improvise, can, can really be a playmaker at, uh, at, at the quarterback position, running the read option, running the RPOs and all of that stuff. Well, little did Notre Dame fans know, Notre Dame coaching staff know that, even though they were very, um, you know, confident in what the quarterbacks could do, they didn't know that the offensive line would be so bad. And now we have the problem that we have now. You know, we've had a couple injuries. You know, Cone with his foot and ankle, um, Buckner with his hamstring, um, and there comes Drew Pine. And so, um, and all Drew Pine does, and this, I don't want to say this was a nightmare for Brian Kelly, but Drew Pine coming in and, and playing as well as he. Um, as well as he has, has just made this this transition more difficult because, you know, for all that Drew Pine is, which is, you know, uh, again, he plays at Notre Dame. He's a good quarterback. He had great high school film, high school stats, was recruited by a lot of the top programs at Notre Dame. Um, Drew Pine is who he is. He's a good player. However, you know, as many people at Notre Dame have been uh, – I don't know, a bit quick to understand and make this point. He's a lot the same as Ian Book. You know, he's going to do some things. He's going to improvise. He's going to make some plays with his feet. He's going to he's going to protect the ball. He's going to do all of that. But is he going to be the same type of game changer that you believe that Tyler Buckner is going to be when you signed him uh, and when he decided to come to South Bend? And I think the answer is an obvious no. You know, um, people want to ask why Drew Pine is not the quarterback at Notre Dame today on, as I record this, October 19th. And the answer is because Drew Pine is a good quarterback for what Notre Dame has at the quarterback position right now. Um, he might actually be the best starter because of the offensive line, 
But if the offensive line was pass protecting a little bit better, I, I don't think you would say that. I think it would be far and away Jack Cohn. And so what Notre Dame continues to do is, and you can call it stubborn, you can call it whatever. I call it having a bigger picture. Uh, they need to continue to play the guy, Jack Cohn, who can continue to throw the ball down the field, um, who can, you know, pioneer that part of the offense. Because really, Notre Dame hasn't had a deep ball guy, uh, a deep ball thrower, a guy that you, you know, really trust to throw the ball deep um, and, and make plays in the passing game the way you saw Jack Cohn do that against, especially Florida State, and at different times against pretty much every team that Notre Dame has played against they don't they haven't had that guy he, Ian Book was not that guy Ian Book needs I'm sorry Notre Dame needs to have that part of their offense um, and they don't necessarily need Tyler Buckner to run it yet okay so um, I, I think what we're going to continue to see and you know I said this immediately after the um, Virginia Tech game and I'm not really trying to pat myself on the back by saying this but I think it's very very obvious now that Drew Pine is not really um, part of the bigger plan moving forward for this team because he, like Ian Book wasn't, is just not the deep ball playmaking guy that Notre Dame wants at the quarterback position. Tyler Buckner might be that guy. And I think Notre Dame fans, Notre Dame coaches think Tyler Buckner is that guy. He's not ready to demonstrate it yet, so they're layering in a, a level of the offense that they're going to rely heavily on when Tyler Buckner takes the reins. They're going to use that read option stuff. They're going to use uh, the RPOs, get the safeties to creep into the box, and then go ahead and just start hitting people deep. And and if there's a guy that puts it all together, it's Drew Pine. I'm sorry, it's not Drew Pine. Um, it's Tyler Buckner. So. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip there or what, but Tyler Buckner is going to be the guy that, you know, does everything that Jack Cohn currently does and everything that Tyler Buckner can do right now. Tyler Buckner is going to be the guy that continues to layer that in and become the most well-rounded quarterback that Notre Dame has seen. Um, and, you know, as Notre Dame hopes to peak as guys like Deion Colsey and Lorenzo Styles, and, you know, it's no secret and no coincidence that Notre Dame played seven or eight or whatever it was, true freshmen on offense against Virginia Tech, okay? Notre Dame's not playing for this year. They're not trying to lose. They're not trying to, I mean, it's no, there's no tanking in college football. They're not, and they're gonna certainly try to win every game because that's good for your program. However, I, I just think that uh, Notre Dame is playing this year a little bit experimentally with 2022-2023 in mind um, as years that they can really and truly make a run at the college football playoff, especially if there's expansion, I might add. Um, you don't have to win all your regular season games to get to the playoff. Um, and then have a guy that allows them to, to really push the ball down the field in a lot of exciting fashion. Um and you know make a run at a, at a national championship before brian kelly in the next four to five years decides you know he's done with his coaching thing so um if you listened to my my ramble about the quarterback position um let me know what you think let me know in the youtube comments if you're there like i said go to youtube search under the dome podcast find me on twitter at real b belden b-e-l-d-e-n and and let me know what you think um i enjoy the interaction 
Um, if you like what you hear um, on this podcast, tell a friend, spread the words. Um, you know, we we have guys like um, Nick Shepkowski and Michael Pavlovic on all the time, um, and we're gonna continue to make that more of a uh, a, uh, a regular thing. So shout out to those guys. We're gonna have those guys on moving forward. Um, so spread the word. You know, I I would like to to continue to grow this so that it becomes more interactive. That's the I guess the the trends these days is to is to do the live stream type of thing. We've done that a few times here, and we're going to continue to to grow our audience, do more live streams and that type of stuff. So check us out, spread the word, make sure you subscribe and follow and all that so that you know what's going on here. Um, and you know we're going to make this really fun and hopefully enjoy a a really cool you know, last part of this Notre Dame football season. So, like I say, the goal is to get behind the microphone at least one more time before the end of the week. Hope to do that prior to the USC game coming up here on Saturday. Um, I'm not really sure when that'll be at this point, but we hope to do it. And so be on the lookout for that. Like I say, spread the word. Do what you do what you got to do. We appreciate the support. And until next time, and as always, go Irish. Welcome to another episode of the Under the Dome podcast, a podcast about Notre Dame football and athletics. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. You can find us on YouTube by searching Under the Dome podcast. And if you would help us by leaving us a review and spreading the word, we'd greatly appreciate it. Go Irish. Go Irish.